The Job Clinic with Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. Robotic surgeon, medical photographer and other unusual careers in the NHS. Hello and welcome to episode four. Uh, this series is a real eye-opener for me into the different types of jobs that exist behind the scenes in hospitals. If you'd like to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then just make sure that you give us a follow and you give us a review and a rating on Apple as well. That would be fantastic. Uh, now this week, I speak to Dr. Preetha Chengot. Let's start off with then your official job title. Consultant, head and neck and endocrine cellular pathologist. Wow. Uh, I don't even know where to start with your job title. What does that actually mean? So cellular pathology is the tissue diagnostic aspect of various disorders, diseases, cancers uh, in the body. So I specialize in the head and neck and endocrine cellular pathology. So I look at tissues from the larynx, the mouth, the thyroid gland, adrenal gland, parathyroid gland, salivary gland. So these are the tissue specimens that I examine and I provide a diagnosis. So when I produce that report, that helps the surgeon to then plan management. And I also provide uh, advice on management and guidance to the multidisciplinary team meetings where all the cancer patients or suspected cancer patients are discussed and managed. So do you deal with patients directly or do you deal with the specimens? I don't deal with patients directly, so I I don't see any of these patients. Um, I only see the specimens and I speak to the clinicians who deal with the patients directly. So the surgeons, the oncologists, the radiologists, we all sit down and discuss the management of the patients and therefore I indirectly indirectly contribute uh, to the patient management, although I don't see them directly. And do you, this might be a stupid question, but do you only deal with tissue from patients who are alive? Uh, that This is a very good question because most of the time when some, I tell somebody I'm a pathologist, they straight away the question I've had many times is that, oh, is that dead people? This is something the public still, I'm sure lots of people do, but some people don't know that pathologists do most of the pathologists work on living people. For instance, I do nothing at all on you know autopsies. I don't do any postmortems, so I have no work uh, at all on uh, people who are no more. Uh, my work is entirely on living tissue. And how did you get into this position? Was this what you always wanted to do? So when I started off after my uh, medical qualification um, out of university, I started in clinical specialties. So I was in uh, oral maxillofacial and ENT surgery. That's where I first started as a junior doctor. And yeah, it fascinated me that uh, pathology, as we call it, is the science behind cure. So we are, as you say, not many people may know, you know, what we do and um, the, the actual crucial role that we play in the diagnosis and management of these patients whilst we don't see them. And they, they'll never know us by uh, face. They won't recognize us because they never see us. But it, it's a, a really crucial role that's um, very important to get the correct diagnosis to decide what to do next. 
And these days now, it's an exciting time for pathology because there's lots more development. So we have molecular techniques that's available to further help targeted therapies for some special kinds of cancers, for instance, in thyroid, papillary cancers, papillary thyroid carcinoma, uh, can have targeted therapies if they have certain fusions, mutations identified. So I facilitate the molecular testing. And once I get the results, I tell the oncologist, okay, we've got this particular fusion or mutation, therefore, you know, the oncologist then can go ahead with targeted therapy if one is available. So it's it's a really exciting time, uh, help with diagnosis and management behind the scene. And what's your favourite part of the job? When I feel I'm helping the clinicians to, you know, better manage the patient. And I'll say probably it's the multidisciplinary team meeting discussions regarding difficult cases. When I feel I have helped with advising on better management better patient care. So when you talk about these meetings, you discuss complex patients, do you? And then between you, put all your specialities into it and try and come up with a treatment plan. That's correct. So, and that's why I say that's my favourite part of the job, because, I mean, some cases are straightforward and we have a straightforward management plan. Um, It doesn't need a lot of discussion. You know, most cases are, I would say, straightforward. Uh, And we are a specialist group who everybody does specialist work in that area. So everyone knows what they're doing. And uh, uh, so it doesn't need a lot of discussion. But some cases are complex. And then we got to use uh, everyone's expertise and um, knowledge and uh, discuss, uh, go through the discussion uh, to come up with the best plan. Uh, for best patient care Uh, and that's the bit that excites me uh, the most and that's what I enjoy the most. And do you get to find out the result of that as in there's been a very tricky patient who's very complicated you've created something specific for them they then have this treatment do you find out if it worked? That's a very good question yes Um, so often we have these cases coming back on the MDT to discuss. Um, In many cases, they come back on the MDT if there's cancer recurrence or something has gone wrong. And so those cases I find out more often. Cases that's gone well, I find out if the clinician informed me or from patient management system, the PPM that we have. If, uh, you know, I looked on the patient record for whatever reason, if there was another specimen that came from the patient or anything like that. So I may not always know that things that went well. Uh, I I wish I do always, but most of the time my clinical colleagues are brilliant and they get back in touch saying, oh, this has gone well. Yeah, I often come to know. Not always, I would think. I would like to know. I would like to be able to say that, yes, I always come to know. And if this was something that somebody was interested in in doing career-wise, is it that straightforward route in in terms of medical degree um, and then and then you need to be working in tissues? Are there different, different routes in? Uh, no, it's very much like uh, many other clinical specialties. So after the medical degree, they get to apply for the foundation training. 
And during the foundation training, they'll be uh, doing certain specialties. And uh, then uh, they can apply for the uh, specialty registrar post or the academic clinical fellow post, depending on which route you want to go. A longer training, including a PhD or a shorter clinical training for five years. Then they start their career in pathology as an year one specialty registrar. And towards the end, once they have finished their fellowship of Royal College of Pathologists exam, then there's a stage called stage four, where they could decide, okay, now this is what I want to do. Say I want to do endocrine and head and neck pathology, and then spend the last year training in the subspecialty and then apply for a job. So it's a huge, huge amount of training. Even if you came, you know, even if you didn't do any gap years and you focused, you know, straight away, what's the youngest you could possibly be, do you think, to do that role? So when you finish your specialty training, you could potentially be 30 years old. Wow. And now we we train most of our life, most of all of us, unfortunately. And I imagine it doesn't stop either because, as you were saying, there's new drugs and there's, you were talking about new ways of of looking at the, you know, the cells and things like that, that it must be continuous learning. Absolutely. It's continuing professional development throughout your career. There's so much development, there's so much research. This is where, yes, keep on learning because that's growing evidence. There's always new work. Um, then, you know, it's really an exciting field. I love it. It sounds it. Listen, thank you so much for talking to me. Uh, If you would like any more information about anything that Dr. Preetha Changot has been talking about today, uh, you will find some more information in our show notes. Coming up on next week's episode, we speak to Simon Lewis, who is a medical photographer at the Trust. But what he's photographing might be a bit of a surprise. The Job Clinic with Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. Robotic surgeon, medical photographer and other unusual careers in the NHS. The Job Clinic is an under-the-mast audio production.